A race of stonecutters, artisans, and engineers. They invented machines and built elaborate underground cities where they researched powers to rival the gods themselves. And then, at a time we're still not sure when, they disappeared. The whole people, all at once, leaving behind only their works. Calcelmo. Elder Scrolls. Welcome to Navi Tales. Hello, everybody. I'm Josh. I am Nick. And today, we are tired. Yes. We are both fucking beat. But we're also going to be talking about the Dwemer. Yeah. From the Elder Scrolls franchise. Uh, we're going to dive into the mysteries and histories of the Dwemer. So we're going to begin in the Dawn era. During the Dawn era, L Lorcan convinced some of the Etara to create a mortal realm, which they would call Mundus. As Mundus was forming, it was revealed that many of the Etara would be forced to give up much of their power. Due to this, the Etara met at the Adamantine Tower, not where Wolverine got his powers. The empanadas didn't meet with Wolverine. Yeah, they didn't meet with Wolverine. During an event known as the convention, Wolverine wasn't invited. Even though it was Comic-Con, <laughs> he wasn't invited to go with the empanadas. Yeah, they left Hugh Jackman out of the Atana, the empana empanadas. 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 Couldn't go to the convention. And ultimately, they decided that Lorcan had to be punished for his trickery, which was eventually carried out. With the creation of Mundus, some of the Etata went to Nern to live there. Magnus tore a hole into Aetherius, which became Nern's son. Many other Etata followed and became the Magna Gay. Gi. Yay. G. Tearing smaller holes into Aetherius, which became the stars. The Aedra, who walked on Mungus, specifically Nern, created the Elnofe. The Elnofe of Tamriel became the Mer, and many different races of Mer came about. The Dwemer were one of the ascendants of the Elnofe. At some time after the creation, the tonal architects started to research the divine powers of the Elnofe, or the Earth Bones. The Dwemer were devising a plan to attempt to recreate the divine power of immortality. Most of the Dwemer wished to ascend to the same level of divine power that the gods had, including the ability of being immortal. So then we move on to the the Mirith the Mirithic error. Um by the late middle Mythic error. I almost just by, I almost just said by the late Middle Earth error. <laughs> no, no, those aren't these dwarves. <laughs> oh, wrong dwarves. Oh my bad. Um by the late middle Mythic era, the Dwemer had established themselves on Morrowind and within the Velo Velothi Mountains, a mountain range located between Morrowind and Skyrim. The Chimer had established themselves on Morrowind, then known as the Res Resden. The two civilizations had very different societies and cultures. These differences, as well as disputes over territory and resources, caused conflicts between the two civilizations. The earliest Dwemer freehold colonies date from the late Metheric Era. All right, now we're going to dive into the first era, which is probably the biggest era for the Dwemer. So we're going to begin with the Ethereum Wars. Sometime after 1E221, the Dwemer discovered a new raw mineral while mining in Falzardom Din. Falzardom Din. I, I googled that one. Falzardom Din. Uh, more commonly known as Blackreach. They named this new mineral Ethereum. An alliance was formed between Blackreach, Arkham... Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum. <laughs> Let me try to say some of these words first. Yeah, for... Arknigthasm. Arkingthems. Arkingthems. Thams. Thams. Arkingthems. Arkingthems. Raubathar. Muzult. An alliance was formed between Blackreach and some other dwarves, now known as the Deep Folk Crossing. The responsibilities of this project were set between the cities. Um, one city served as the main command center and the primary research facility, while another, which was the primary source of Ethereum, was given the role of dealing with mining operations. Another was used as a storage site, and it is unknown what the role of the final one was. The Ethereum Forge was constructed deep beneath the city of Bethalt, 
where the ethereal artifacts would be constructed under precisely controlled conditions. In a short amount of time, each of the four city-states that were part of the project eventually attempted to take control of the forge themselves, which eventually led to a civil war erupting at the core of the Dwemer civilization, known as the Ethereum Wars. Decades passed as the war raged throughout Skyrim, and over time the war had begun to weaken the Dwemer city-states in Skyrim and was enough to cripple their, arm, uh, their empire. Eventually, High King Galir of Skyrim decided that it was time to crush the weakened Dwemer city-states and led his armies across Skyrim in a campaign of rapid dominance. He and his army spread across Skyrim, conquering the land and taking over many Dwemer cities in only three years' time. A century later, around 1E324, the Dwemer regained their foothold in Skyrim and would eventually reclaim and reunite most of the cities and territory they had previously lost during the war. With no evidence to support otherwise, it is assumed that the project itself was abandoned, the risks being far too great. During the War of Crag in the early First Era, the Snow Elves, cousins to the Dwemer, were being beaten by Adamorans, uh, who had by that time launched a war against, against them after the Night of Tears. The Battle of Mosring was the turning point for the Nords during that war, who began to achieve more victories against them. The remaining Snow Elves were forced into hiding, many seeking help and refuge among the Dwemer. The Dwemer would agree to their res- uh, request, but only if the Snow Elves complied in consuming a toxic fungus. Eventually, the Dwemer betrayed and enslaved the Snow Elves indirectly, causing the de-evolution of the Falmer over many decades. However, at some point, the Falmer rose up against the Dwemer in a revolt, resulting in the War of Crag, which ended when the entire Dwemer race mysteriously vanished. Yeah, I mean, the distinction between Dwarf and Dwemer, in my mind at least, is the distinction between Snow Elf and Falmer. When I say Snow Elf, you picture tall white elves. When I say Falmer, you picture what they are in the game. Yeah. Like, when I say Dwarf, you picture Gimli. Yeah. When I say Dwemer, you don't picture anything. Because you don't know. Because, well, you, there's well, pictures of them. Yeah. And you actually meet one in Morrowind, I believe. But, like... His tail is weird. I'm not going to dive into the fat one you meet. Who's like got like an immortal disease. It wasn't on the same plane of existence as us when like the Dwemer disappeared. Um, so now we're going to get into the founding of the First Council and the Skyrim Conquests. There was constant feuding and conflict between the Chimer and the Dwemer, mostly over issues of religion, magic, and enchantment practices and other cultural differences. This continued until the creation of the First Council in 1E416. The First Council was the first pan-Dunmer governing body and was created when the Dwemer and Chimer united to expel the Nords from Morrowind. However, the Rorikin clan refused to make peace with the Chimer. Their patriarch instead threw his ceremonial warhammer, Volenrung, across Tamriel, proclaiming that his clan would settle where it landed. They eventually settled in modern-day Hammerfell. Fun name. Later, the home of the Red Guards. On the journey to modern-day Hammerfell, they encountered a powerful mage known as Shalador, who fought against them. This would become known as the Battle of Rorikin Shalador. King Rorikin was said to have used his shield, Spellbreaker, during the battle. The First Council was hugely successful, and both civilizations benefited from the alliance. The combined military strength of the Chimer and the Dwemer successfully removed the Nords from Morrowind. The Chimer and Dwemer armies annihilated the Nordic forces, leaving them humbled as they left Morrowind. So now a little bit about the War of the First Council. Uh, At an unknown time, Dwemer miners discovered a powerful artifact deep beneath Red Mountain. Kagranak, chief tonal architect and high priest of the Dwemer, identified the artifact as the heart of Lorcan. He forged three artifacts, Keening, Sunder, and Wraithguard, to allow him and the other tonal architects to tap into the heart of Lorcan and use it to power the uh, to power the Numidium, a massive uh, artificial god. News of the Dwemer plan reached the Chimer Great Houses of Morrowind. The leaders of the Great Houses were baffled and called for war against the Dwemer. Narvar rallied the Great Houses and prepared their armies for war. In 1E668, the War of the First Council erupted. When the First Council collapsed, the alliance between the Chimer and the Dwemer shut down. I remember correctly. Chimer are Dunmer before they were Dunmer. And Dunmer are Dark Elves. 
Gotcha. So, thought I'd just clarify. Uh, they became Dunmer after a curse hit their race. Battle of the Red Mountain. According to legend, after Lorcan tricked or convinced the Aedra to create the mortal realm, they tore out his divine heart and threw it down to Nern to be hidden forever. Tensions had begun to flare between the Chimer and the Dwemer. Once again, when Kagranak, the chief tonal architect of the Dwemer, prompted the discovery of a mythological artifact known as the Heart of Lorcan, deep within the mountain. When the Chimer heard of this, they believed the Dwemer were mocking their cultural beliefs. As a result, a second Battle of Red Mountain erupted in 1700. Kagranak devised a set of tools, Sundering, Sunder, Keening, and Wraithguard, as we talked about before, to manipulate the heart to instill divinity in his people in order to make them immortal. However, the spell seems to have backfired, causing all known Dwemer to vanish in a manner similar to a dragon break. Since 1E700, no word has been heard of the Dwemer, with the notable exception of Yagram Bagarn, uh, who resided in the Corpusarium of Telfire. Apparently, he was absent from the mortal plane at that time of the disappearance, visiting an alternate dimension. His 3,000 years of exploration and 500 years of investigation have yielded no indication of the presence of his people on Mundus or any other plane of his existence currently known. So now we're in the second era. I say era. Era. Weird. It's because I'm just bad at talking, he <laughs> says on his podcast. Please. During Tiber Septum's conquest in 2E864, the Emperor took an interest in Dwemer artifacts. In an attempt to understand the inner workings of the remains of the race's work, Septum ordered... Emil Richten to commence research on the Dwemer machinery at Stross Mackay. Richten appointed Erasmo, an elderly Bosmer, to research the observatory and animatronics within. Oh god, animatronics, oh I just god. had flashbacks. Um, Don't do it. Scott! Scott! <laughs> when, when Richten attempted to escape the island from the Restless League uprising, he used a working Dwemer airship to fly off. However, Cyrus remained to climb onto the airship and destroy it, cutting the fragile cloth, keeping it afloat. During the time, some people were convinced that the secrets of the Dwemer would soon be mastered and that their technology would be integrated into modern-day use. Predictions included inventions of personal flying machines and new steam-powered appliances. Apparently, this is just the 20s. Um... <laughs> you too can get a washing machine. <laughs> That's the 50s. Um, <clears throat> so now we're in the third era. In 3E427, the Nervarine met with Yagram Barnag, the last known living Dwemer. Barnag was visiting an outer realm during the activation of the Numidium and had contacted Corpus uh, years later, which caused his body to deform and bloat. During this time, Dagothur. Um, had his plan set in motion for the future of Morrowind and Vardenfell, and began his work on the Akulakan, the second Numidium. The Nervarine also managed to obtain all three uh, Kagranak tools, uh, Keening, Sunder, and Wraithguard. They used these tools to destroy the heart of Lorcan. This stopped Dagothur's plan, killing him in the process, and destroyed the Akulakan as well. Soon after, the Nervarine was tasked with reforging Indoral's Nervar's sword, True Flame. After finding all the pieces, they sought the help of Radak Stungenthums, a Dwemer ghost. Radak enchanted and modified True Flame for the Neverine. Okay, now we're in the fourth era. And 4201, Ar um, Arnel Gain, a mage at the College of Winterhold, was working on a project to reenact a scenario of Kagranak's workings on the heart of Lorcan by using Keening on a warped soul gem. With the help of the Dragonborn, who was unaware of his intentions, Arniel collected the necessary ten Dwemer cogs. Next, Arniel requested the Dragonborn talk to Enthir about finding a warped soul gem. After a discussion with Enthir, the Dragonborn went in search of the Staff of Tandil, returning it to Anthir as payment for the Warped Soul Gem. The next phase of the project involved a Dwemer Convector. 
After Arnell's own model had been destroyed, he sent the Dragonborn to find a Dwemer Convector to heat up the warped Soul Gem using a novice destruction spell created by Arnell. The Dragonborn heated the warped Soul Gem at a Dwemer Convector site and returned to Arniel. When sent to acquire of Enthir, as to the whereabouts of a package, the Dragonborn was advised to search for the courier and directed to the location of the package. The Dragonborn returned to Arnell with the package, which contained a unique dagger. Arnell then explained the project to the Dragonborn. He was going to use the keening on the warped soul gem to recreate the scenario in which Kagranak tapped into the heart of Lorcan. As Arnell was using keening on the warped soul gem, he disappeared instantly. This strengthens the much-disputed theory that the Dwemer race disappeared instantly. Also, you could get a spell where you could summon him to help you fight. That's fucking dope. Yeah, he doesn't say anything when he's summoned, though. Like, it's like his shade. I think that's what it's called. It's like Arniel's shade or something like that. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a shit here. Sometime during the Fourth Era, Terran Dreth published the book called The Ethereum Wars. Searching for the famed and legendary Ethereum Forge, he stole his former teacher, uh, Katria's research, and published it under his own name. Katria took her remaining research and went to... Um... Arkinthams. Arkinthams but was killed when an earthquake destroyed the ruin. Her ghost remained, however, and met with the last dragonborn, who helped her find the four Ethereum shards and the Ethereum forge itself deep within the ru ruins of Bathalft. I think I actually pronounced that right. <laughs> uh, unlocking the mystery of the Ethereum forge itself. Many expeditions have been made to various Dwemer ruins in Tamriel, during the Fourth Era, the Sanad made an expedition to the Mooslift in Skyrim, uh, where they researched and studied Dwemer technology, hoping to use the knowledge to consolidate Imperial uh, political power. An expedition was made to Advanchenzel by four adventurers, watches the Roots, Drennan, Brea, and From Deepest Fathoms. Let's play a fun game called Who's the Argonians? <laughs> um, who were attempting to steal... Uh, a dwarven lexicon. Oh, good. I get this one. Oh, yay. During the fourth era, Sulla Trabatius Tribe led an expedition to Alftand, accompanied by some people. When the group arrived <laughs> at Alf, I have all their names typed out, but I'm not saying them. Just give like six names. <laughs> I'll try it. Umana, Andrast, Vali, Yag, Gra, Gortwag, Jadar, and Jazar. That's not bad. I did a pretty good job. Yeah, that was pretty good. When the group arrived at Altfund, they set up a small camp outside in a catwalk leading into the glacier. At some point, a storm came in, and the group was forced to take refuge inside the ruined Dwemer city. Vali, Andrast, and Yag, Gra, Gortwag, I think that was an orc, were later, <laughs> were later cap taken captive by the Falmer who were living inside the ruin when they were asleep. Valley was taken to the torture room and killed while Andrast and Yag were taken into prison cells. Andrast and Yagak were able to escape using lockpicks, but the Falmer noticed their escape. Yagak attempted unsuccessfully to buy time for Andrast to get away, but both were killed during their escape. Now we're going to dive into the appearance of the Dwemer, from what we know at least. Essay stories, legends, and tales have generally described the appearance and personality of the Dwemer race in general, but not of individuals. In appearance, the Dwemer were believed to be sized similarly to the average elf or human, though occasionally likened to large children with beards. The other supporting evidence includes visual sculptures and dwarven uh, specters that roam the halls within their ruined dwellings, which indicate that the Dwemer preferred uh, heavy metal armors and robes most of which are made out of either armored shells and ancient mechanical men or mismatched pieces from various devices. As the Dwemer were a race of Mer, their blood was closely related to that of the other Mer races. 
In the fourth era, when the last dragonborn helped Septimus Cygnus in a quest to open a Dwemer lockbox using Dwemer blood, Septimus Cygnus revealed that the blood of five mer races could be collected and mixed by using an essence extractor to produce a close enough approximation to open the lockbox. Similar to the members of the Sigic Order, the Dwemer race also possess the ability known as the Calling to telepathically communicate with each other. So a little bit on their society? A lot of bit on their... Well, no, their culture has more. Okay. It's just a little bit on their society. Um, the Dwemer were a free-thinking and, and reclusive elven race who lived in Tamriel, mostly in Morrowind during the Metheric Era and the First Era. They were, in general, a very advanced and powerful civilization. Um, Dwemer society did not encourage the use of technology over magic, but the general view of their society was that magic was unimportant and pointless. So much so that most other races thought them mockers and profaners of the divine. The Dwemer have been called an evil race, as according to many First Era scholars, the Dwemer were feared by the Dunmer, Nords, Redguards, and perhaps even by the gods themselves. On the other hand, the Dwemer people have also been called a noble and honorable race, with legends that tell of their heroic deeds of honor and glory. Few written works have described the appearance, personality, and or achievements of individual Dwemer. Most knowledge of the Dwemer regards the, the race as a whole. In addition, it is unclear whether the Dwemer were a single united empire or a group of related clans. The Dwemer seem to have revered the pursuits of logic and science in contrast to other Mer races. An individual whose career was in philosophy mathematics, science, metallurgy, and or architecture would likely have been elevated to the highest, most respected, and most prestigious of positions in Dwemer society. Those who studied and reasoned would have reached a position that would have equaled clergy in a more mystically inclined culture. This idea is supported by a fragment of a Dwemerist text recovered from uh, someplace and translated by Dwemer scholar Thenwe Gelen, who believed it to be associated with the Rorikin clan. While some scholars interpret those words as evidence to support that the Dwemer may have worshipped Mundus, uh, Thelwe Gelen hypothesizes that the Dwemerist quotes are related to society and civic matters. There are several known ranks in the Dwemer society, including High Priest, General, Lord, Counselor, and Protector. Major rank in Dwemer society was that of the Tonal Architect, or Mage Crafter. Usually crafters and mage engineers, Tonal Architects spe specialized in magic technologies and devices, and were led in their studies by a Chief Tonal Architect. I want to have a D&D character whose class is a Mage Crafter. That'd be dope. It sounds like a great D&D class. Yeah. So now we're going to talk a lot a bit about their culture. So we're going to begin with their architecture. The Dwemer Empire existed throughout several parts of Tamriel. Their cities were found throughout Morrowind, High Rock, Hammerfell, and Skyrim. It was theorized that the Dwemer prominently lived in the Vardenfell region of Morrowind, though it was also theorized that the Dwemer capital was Blackreach. Their cities were commonly referred to as strongholds as well as freehold colonies and also city-states. Dwemer cities were vast and expansive, containing living spaces, dwellings, study rooms, areas for scientific, academic, engineering, and arcane study, uh, workshops, pumping stations, and pump houses, and boileries. Other sections included adromes and sky domes, which contain ocularies. Um, Debate halls, water quarters, cathedrals, marketplaces, treasuries, armories, storage areas, store, store rooms, and gatehouses. These areas were in interconnected with great halls and long passageways running throughout the Dwemer's underground cities. Some sections of the Dwemer cities were sectioned and named for a specific role. The Arcanex was a section of the city used for arcane study and a and observe, observational studies have shown that the Arcanex in Bartherdams contains a surprising collection of soul gems, alchemy concoctions, and magical text. This evidence supports a possible theory that the Dwemer scientists and engineers may have also invested some of their time in magical study. The Animocularis section of the city was 
the section used for the role of industrial production and producing auto automatons. People who were coming and going through the capital city known as Blackreach and the other cities connected to Blackreach, which were Alftend, uh, Raldbathar, and Mineshaft, <laughs> used two devices, one simply known as Dwarven Mechanism and an Attunement Sphere, to open the entrance to Blackreach. These two devices were interconnected. They were used in conjunction to open the entrance to Blackreach. For outsiders, the first point of entry when heading in, heading to Blackreach had to be uh, Alftand. After that, they could enter Blackreach through a number of other locations, including the cities Rabathar and Mineshaft, as well as three Great Lifts, which included the Great Lift at Alftand, Great Lift at Raubathar, and the Great Lift at Mineshaft. Since the Dwemer had a significant mastery over metalwork, Construction of massive machines and interest in the sciences, notable astronomy. The Ori were trademark uh, developments of the Dwemer in their metalwork and scientific studies. One notable Ori was located in Stros Makai, uh, constructed by the Rorkin clan sometime during 1E420. What is it? it? (laughs) (laughs) The Akli... The Oculori uh, was a massive construct construct located in Muzzletov. Muzzletov. It's located in Muzzletov, inside the Tower of Mazark in Blackreach. The Oculori were also trademark developments of the Dwemer. The Oculori in Muzzletov was designed and built to collect starlight, then transmute it and split it. When, ca- when calibrated correctly with a focusing crystal, it can then be used to project this energy into a map of Tamriel and can then harness the energies to reveal locations of great sources of magical power. The focusing crystal was yet another device created by the Dwemer to power the Oculori. The Dwemer scientists, mages, engineers, and tonal architects who were working on this machine were attempting to steal the power of it. The Oculori, located in the tower uh, in the tower of Mazark, however, was designed and built to store artifacts of great importance, notably an Elder Scroll. According to Partus Decimius, the Ore at the Arcane University was the inspiration for the Oculori. The Dwemer did not actually refer to this machine as an Oculori, but rather another, uh, an unknown name. In comparison with the rest of the Dwemer's creation and constructs, their architecture was mainly composed of stone. On the, uh, on the other hand, their methods of stonework and arch- architectural construction were just as unique and grand as their metalwork. Their civilization cities contained structures that were built with stone that was designed and constructed as sharp and straight angular forms that were based on angled line, uh, which were also intensely mathematical in nature. Architects favored trusted, well-calculated designs based on angled lines rather than riskier, more imprecise calculations based on arcs and curves. Dwemer architecture is unique in that they favored stone over other materials. Their mastery of stonework is a shining example of their civilization and a notable one at that. As opposed to metal, which is found in their uh, animunculi... where they make the machines. Dwarven artisans favored stone, at least as far as their buildings were concerned. However, as the Dwemer began to advance and achieve mastery over metalwork and more complex tools, metal was added to their architectural designs for buildings. Nevertheless, the foundation of all known Dwemer ruins is built on stonework, and the structure of Dwarven stonework is sharp, angular, and intensely mathematical in nature. As a direct result, the traditions and knowledge that Dwemer architects and city planners had has allowed Dwemer buildings to stay structurally sound long after their race disappeared. The technique of constructing, building, planning, and setting up cities was prevalent among all civilizations like the Dwemer. Northern clans may have had a unique feature to their cities called Deep Venuses. Deep Venuses were often characterized as being made up of one or more expansive natural caverns in which several other structures will occur. I'm pretty sure it's venues. Not Venuses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it sounds better. Yeah, no, I support it. Keep going. 
Um, structures built within the fuck. Now it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> I know. I don't care. Structures, structures built, built within, within the, the Venus. Venus. May be carved from the stone itself or freely built upon the cavern floor. The largest and most impressive Venus, uh, seen by the scholar the way Gelhen Gelen, uh, was in Barth Barthorn Dam. Bart Simpson. Bart Simpson's house. <laughs> uh, which may have even featured roads wide enough for ten men to walk shoulder to meet shoulder along it. As, dwar- mm, as dwarven sites located west of Vardenfell appeared to be built at a much greater depth than their Vardenfell counterparts, it was theorized by Thelwa, Th- Th- Yahweh Gelen <laughs> that there was a specific threshold <laughs> as to where dwarven excavators and miners would dig before the construction of vital structures would begin. This threshold was referred to as the geocline. The geocline may have had nothing to do with the deep venue, Venus's. However, there was some variations in the depth of a deep Venus, while the geocline was where the city begins to be seen. Tunnels, passageways, and chambers at more shallow depths closer to the surface, while quite grand in their design, build, and appearance, served little use in the civic purposes. Infrastructure such as surplus stores of food and supplies, warehouse chambers, trading posts, and or barracks for topside patrols were common above the geocline. These structures may have been built to meander in a more random pattern than the other structures beneath. It was hypothesized by scholar Gellin that this was due to the unpredictable nature of an excavation, even with the powerful magics and superior technology of the, that the Dwemer possessed. It was possible that these tunnels were the result of the search for more suitable substratum to build within. Hogan Keltor. Keltora. Can you call me Hogan from now on? Hogan. That's my name. Hoagie P. I'm Gilligan. going to legally change it on this podcast right now. My name is Hogan. Hoagie P. Gilligan. <laughs> Hogan Keltora was the name of a possible type of building style. Some scholars interpreted this this term as the Dwemer philosophy and religion that focused on the worship of Mundus. Gellion uh, hypothesized that a term Hogan Keltora was related to civic matters. She believes that the first part of a fragment of text that mentions Hogan found during a expedition to Erkin Thand is related to the Rorkin clan and describes how a respected Dwemer, Kuliak, was promoted to a civic position, most likely tonal architect. The second fragment of the text suggests that Kuliak's position required him to build a specific style. Gellion believed that Hogan was the name of a certain specific style, or referred to a group of styles differing in construction, in construction pr- principles and typical structures. With Dwemer architecture and infrastructure, there were four tests used by Dwemer architects in city planning and construction. The test of pattern required the observer to observe and analyze for patterns before planning. The test of disorder required the observer to process methodically when no pattern was observed. When the observer recognized that many tasks had to be accomplished in no specific order, the plan was to order all tasks to be completed and they should be able to recall how, why, and when the task was completed. The test of evasion had the observer to study an obstacle and review their resources and abilities. The obstacle was too difficult and the observer had to find a way around the problem. The test of confrontation had the observer to inspect the obstacle and review their resources and abilities. If the obstacle was too difficult, the observer had to look for a way around the obstacle, but if there was no possibility of going around the obstacle, then the issue had to be confronted directly. These are all good ways to deal with things. It has been thoroughly researched and debated on the topic of variations of style among different groups, locations, and time periods of the Dwemer civilization. Like any civilization, the Dwemer culture could and did change over time and across lands and between people and groups of people. Maybe this is interesting to me because I'm a history person and this is just uncovering an ancient civilization that didn't exist. 
Yeah. I'm sure all our civil engineers have are massively turned on by all that structure I was talking about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> the, the architecture of Dwemer cities and sites in Vardenfell was noticeably different than other Dwemer sites throughout Morrowind, as well as the other zones of territory the Dwemer civilizations was found. The actual construction of the sites and the internal structure of the ruins was also unique. The more significant locations of the city were found closer to the surface. In Dwemer ruins on the mainland, the more important parts of a city were found much deeper underground. These findings have led some scholars to believe that sites and cities outside of Vardenfell and Morrowind were mere outposts, but some scholars state that differences between excavation and construction styles were because of, of clan architects simply having their own styles and preferences when it came to civic planning. Some scholars state that in Dwemer society, techniques and architectural design, development, and construction were based on empirical study, so room for creativity and openness was small. One theory that supports the last hypothesis is that geological makeup most likely played a significant role for Dwemer colonies, who had just begun to excavate out a mountain where they had prepared to build a new city. It was tougher for Dwemer excavators of colonies excavating in northern Skyrim, where the land was cold and windy and the ground was rocky and frozen solid, versus Dwemer excavators working in Vardenfell, where the volcanic uh, substratum was soft and easy to dig through, or the ubiquitous aquifers found in Hammerfell. It is possible the Dwarven excavators in the northern areas were not even able to excavate large structures until reaching more pliable stratum. The Dwemer were excellent miners and predominant in that art, and excavated deep beneath the surface and deep into the mountains to build their cities. Most of their cities were located underground, with one exception being part of Macarth. Macarth was a major city and the capital city of the Reach after the Dwemer disappeared when the humans settled to the city. When the Dwemer civilization still existed on Tamriel, the city was known as Nuchanzel. Part of the city was in open air and jutted out from the crag in the mountain which the city was built upon. Understone Keep was located towards the far end of the city near the mountainside, and within Understone Keep was where the government of the Reach resided. The city reached even deeper into and under the mountains, but nobody who came to settle Macarth after the Dwemer disappeared went to settle this section of the city. By the fourth era, Macarth was now the capital city of Reach, and New Chanzel, the underground city, uh, was still unsettled with Animunculi and Falmer still around. Fuck this. We're... I'm not reading any more of this shit. <laughs> Fucking not today. Next week. Shitter than dragons. You're the one who picked Dwemer. Fuck you. I thought my logic was. Fucking everybody would pick dragons. Let's do something different. Yeah. Didn't but... realize you were going to tell me how they fucking. It's all important to their culture. Carved rocks. Look, maybe this is because I'm a public history person, but like, this is all very important and needs to be cataloged. Let's all put it in an archive. Yeah, it's called the trash. Anyway, Nick and I are done reading about Dwemer for today. However, we're not done reading about Dwemer. Next week, we're going to pick back up on Dwemer, and uh, we're going to talk about the Falmer as well, because they're importantly tied into the Dwemer. Uh, and then we're not going to talk about Skyrim for a while, yeah. because all, everything in Skyrim is unpronounceable to the human tongue. Yeah. So uh, just be prepared for more dwarves and snow elves. Yep. Um, like we like to end every episode, Nick, what have you been playing? Uh, just working on the Octo expansion for Splatoon 2. How far you get? Uh, I don't know how many... Uh... How how many of the pieces have you gotten? Because you got to get those things. Oh, uh, I have three. Okay. Or two. There's four. I think I have... I think I have two. But, like, I've, I've I'm, like, close to the other two. Okay. Um... <clears throat> Fucking hard, ain't it? Yeah, there's some of those. <laughs> that, there's some of those that are hard. Um, I'm trying to think of like the one where you have to like dodge shots and you have no ammo. Oh yeah, and 
like no ink on the ground and you have to dodge shots for 30 seconds. I beat that my first try. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I bet you there's ones that like you, I got decimated on that you've destroyed already, so. Probably. Um, and then other than that, just playing some Pokemon Go. I did a Mewtwo raid today, and I got my fifth Mewtwo. Oh, I got an EX pass, by the way. Yeah, I got one, too. Yeah. On top of this one. Oh, fuck you. So I have, like, they send out e- EX passes today, so I had one. They sent out ones last week, and that's the one I had for today. And then you got one today, so I got another one. No, today. I got one, like, a couple days ago. I got one, yeah, it was a couple days ago, because I got one from when I did, oh, this weekend was... This past weekend. This past weekend. Uh, of this recording was Community Day. Was Last post Community was Day. Articuno Day, uh, in which and where I went to uh, the local park, did nine Articuno raids, caught eight of them, and the last one I caught was Shiny, and that is why I have an EX Pass raid because I did nine Articuno raids. Um, and then the following sun- day, Sunday, was uh, Community Day for Squirtle, so there was Squirtles everywhere, um, Shinies. And the all the research was catch five squirtles like normal, but the reward instead of items was a squirtle with sunglasses. So I have a shiny Blastoise and a shiny Blastoise with sunglasses. I do too. And I've named my shiny Blastoise with sunglasses Blind Isle. <laughs> That's great. It's great. Um, but I I got a septile today because there's a Trico nest near us. Fuck you. There was a Trico, like, outside my house the other day. There's a nest at Roger Williams. Is a, oh, is there? One, one, of, them, one of them definitely got away. Because the nest just, shift, just shifted. There was a Trico nest because that's where my Mewtwo raid was today, so I got a Sceptile. My Mewtwo raid is, like, a my Mewtwo raid, is, I was pissed at first because I saw the time. It's 1 to 1.45 p.m. On, on a Thursday. Yeah, that's Where when, am I? That's when, yeah, you're at work. That's why I can't do my next week's. However, do you want to know where my rate is? Where? Garden City. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I'm like, taking my lunch break at 1. Yeah. <laughs> like, because <laughs> I get to choose that. I was just like, fuck you. I'm leaving at 1. I'm going to go catch up you two. Eat my lunch in the car. Yeah. Fuck it. But, uh, yeah, so that's exciting. Uh, I've been playing Fortnite. Oops, accidentally got addicted to a shit game. Comma, again. (laughs) Comma, not surprised. It's fun. I'm having a lot of fun. I've been playing with people, though. Uh, But I've been having a lot of fun. It's just kind of fun to fuck around. Uh, At the time of this recording, the season just rolled over. So we're on season five now. They added golf carts. Nice. And, like, a Viking theme, so, like... You know your boy's losing some bucks. <laughs> Ought to spend some cash. But uh, yeah, all I've been playing really is Fortnite. And did I play anything else? Hold up, I'm gonna just go into my Switch history. Nope. Yep, just Fortnite. I um. Uh, no, actually, that's not true. I played a bunch of Darkest Dungeon this weekend too, because that game's great. I'm having a real fucking trouble time with my playthrough. I've been doing a lot of the Crimson Court stuff for this one. So, like, half my party ends up a vampire every time, and I'm just useless. I'm just like, bye! <laughs> get rid of them. Yeah. But I got I had to get rid of, like, my best occultist because of that, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Because occultists have, like, the best heal in the game. <sighs> and I haven't gotten any good jesters. Which that is, sucks. Yeah, I want jesters that can heal stress. Yeah. But, um, yeah, other than that, it's been pretty, pretty fun. I've just been playing those. I haven't even really been playing Marvel Future Fight. Um, yeah. We had the Ant-Man update, which I don't know if I talked about. Um, but, yeah, I've just been basically doing my daily stuff in Future Fight, not going hard. Uh, yeah. And then I had a couple friends up this weekend where we basically just spent the entire weekend talking about Dungeons & Dragons. So, shout out to Matt and Alec. They did literally have a group chat going on where they're blowing up about the new campaign, trying to figure out session zero. Yeah. Where I'm going to be a uh, Triton Warlock, which is kind of dope, actually. Yeah, it's a really dope (laughs) combo. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. Our campaign didn't meet this week. 
because bro decided to go to Fenway Park for a baseball game for some fucking reason. But um, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, check us out on social media. We are on both Instagram and Twitter at Navi underscore Tales. Again, that is at Navi underscore Tales. Please tweet at us the proper pronunciation for any of the words we fucking said. <laughs> um, until next time, we'll see you then. Bye. Love you. An alliance was formed between Black Meach. Blah, 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 blah. An alliance was formed between the beach. The beach. Go to the beach. Let's go to the beach. Beach. Decades. Decades passed as the war raged throughout Skyrim, and over time the war had begun to weaken the Dwemer city-states in Skyrim and was enough to quipple. To quipple. Quipple. That's a good quip. He's gonna quip them. They, they put some quiplash. <laughs> Fucking someone lost and got real mad. Was it me? So My name is Weedlord. It, uh... A war. They had a war over it. Yours would be weed war. <laughs> you fucking loser. My name every time I play Quiplash in all them games is Weed Lord. Mine's always not Batman. Casey's is always dead dad. Or Casey's dad's ghost. Essentially. Eventually the Dwemer betweed. <laughs> okay, Elmer Fudd. <laughs> They betrayed me. How they betrayed me? That rabbit betrayed me. <laughs> that wascally rabbit betrayed me. Eventually, the the Dwemer. I think it's because like we see playing Dwemer. Yeah. It's making us. Yeah, but I didn't want to say dwarves because that gives a bad miscon. It's a misconception. I know. This continued until the creation of the first council and what he. I got really flummy during that. During this time, Dagoth Ur and his. You know, during this time, Dagoth... Hold up. Let's stop. Dagother, Morrowind, Vardenfall, or Vardenfell, and... Akulakan? Why, why can I do that one in one shot? Yeah, it, it's Akulakan. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you struggled with Vardenfell. <laughs> I think that's too... Yeah. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> After finding all the pieces, they sought the help of Radak... Stungathunas. The dwarves are fucking dumb names in this. Yeah. When sent to inquire of Enithir as to where as to the whereabouts of the package, the Dragonborn was advised to search for the courier at the direction at the and mm, fuck fuck you fuck me fuck everyone. Promise. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody plays nice. No spanking. No. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> An expedition was made to Evan Evanchelas. Van Zell. Avanchel. <laughs> Why couldn't we have just done dragons? At least I know most of their words because the dragon more shouts at all fucking game. Yeah. That and I could have quoted Parthenax. <laughs> Parthenax. The one dragon I refuse to kill. All the others can suffer. Because <laughs> Parthenax is voiced by Mario. Yeah. Never forget. <laughs> Wahoo. <laughs> Wahoo. That's what he does when he flies away. He goes, Wahoo. <laughs> or if you have the mods like I did back when I had it on PC, he goes, Oh, yeah! Like Roger, Macho Man Randy Savage. Ugh. Where the fuck were we? Evangelism. Avanchenzel. 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 It's the N. The N's throwing me the fuck off. Then leave it out. These fucking words are all made up. <laughs> these words are all fucking made up. None of these words are real. <sighs> An expedition was made to Evangel. <laughs> Avanced and Zell. I'm gonna put that in, sounds better. <laughs> so now we're gonna dive into the appearance. The the appearance. Yeah. <laughs> so essays, stories, legends, and tales uh have generally been 
Dwemer cities were vast and expensive, containing expensive. Yeah, they probably were. Probably. Dwemer cities were vast and expansive, containing living uh, living spaces. Dwell. Fuck. Same. It's okay. Words are hard. Yeah, they are. Where's the beginning of the sentence? Fucking the Chardock. Fucking the Chardock. <laughs> Fucking the Chardock. Although Nacharduk did not contain animuc, I almost said homunculus. I'm a homunculus. I'm a homunculus. You're a hunk. Yeah, boy. Although With an ass. I'm a homunculus. Homunculus. That, that lass over there is a homunk. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this word. We're done. Next sentence. Next paragraph. As dwarven sites located west of Vardenfell appeared to be built at a much greater depth than their Vardenfell counterparts. Oh my god, fucking watermelon, man. Watermelon? Yeah, dude, it gave me the fucking hiccups. I know what you're thinking, Josh, you just ate a fuckload of food. How did you know it was the watermelon? It tasted like watermelon, you dumb bitch. That was like an hour ago. Yeah, well, my stomach's all fucked up. All right. It's fat, too. All right. These structures may have been built to meander in a more random pattern. These structures may have been built to meander in a more ra- random, 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 <laughs> random, random. The findings have had some scholars to believe that sites and cities outside of... Mm, I'm going to just reread that because I just fucking slurred. Because <laughs> I'm a drunk. Goddamn drunk. One, a significant role of... What? Oh, sorry. I skipped a sentence because I'm fucking dying. 